Hey everyone, it's Sarah C. with Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast. I am with you tonight alone. Holly couldn't join this week and I just can't wait. I wanted to just talk a little bit about Beverly Hills Beyond Fire, but also the new Salt Lake, which I really thought kicked off with a epic first episode and this season looks really good. Um, Holly and I are going to be back on Sunday. We're doing a live podcast, so in person. I know you guys like this better, as do we. Um, and we also have a really special guest that's joining us, too, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for us on Sunday. Um, but I wanted to talk Salt Lake, Beverly Hills, and just a couple other things that have been going on. Oh, my God, though, first, you guys. I mean, I was in heaven. Talk about a dream. The other day was a marathon of season six VPR. And I think I'm going to have to go on credit. Like as much as we love season one and season two, I may have to go on record saying season six has got to be one of the greatest seasons of all time of really any reality show, not just Vanderpump Rules. Um, I mean, each season is so special and has like, I can't, pick a favorite they're all my children but um as far as content and like what happened there's so many things that you don't even realize like all happen in one season which is really important when you think about certain things like season five or last season in particular actually the last couple seasons when maybe one or two things has happened I mean I was just I couldn't look away I ended up just having to put it on mute and record even though you know we can access it so many different ways and Hulu and it's just it's nice to have it on the DVR okay I have like 92 episodes saved I'm at 93 percent it's like uh what was it Stassi used to say it used to stress her out when people had like low battery or 10 percent I get a little stressed when my DVR is like it you know it's in the red zone it's 90 some percent but it's worth it to keep, you know, what's a growing list of VPR episodes available at every whim. It really helps, especially with the season starting, when we want to reference back to things. Like, I pretty much know what happened, well, for sure what season, but you can tell by what episode and everything. And it's just a quick, nice, easy way to do it. And, you know, with Hulu, you got to sit through those ads and the same ads. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've been watching nine perfect strangers which um, i'm not really that into actually i only have one more episode left because i guess it doesn't air till next week um but what i noticed is in addition to hulu always playing the same ad so you're so sick of it the volume goes up like ninety thousand percent every time so unfortunately for me my tv in my living room is a google tv and i didn't know that means it's not compatible with Hulu. What that really means is Hulu and Google don't have an agreement, I'm sure. But I can't get Hulu on that TV, which is like the newest TV, so that's really stupid. So the TV in my room, I have to watch Hulu. Well, I'm in my bed then, and I'm like all relaxed. And then like watching at a, you know, and they're at this like tranquil place. It's actually called Tranquillum. And you're just kind of like zoning out, kind of like Kathy Hilton does when she's getting her facial, when they're doing her chakra, she just tunes them out. So I'm doing that, and all of a sudden, like a blasting commercial at volume 200 comes on. So I, point being, I try to avoid Hulu whenever possible. And Hulu, if you're listening, if you'd like to sponsor us, <laughs> um, I'll probably have to uh, edit my message. No, I stand by it. Um, 
let's encourage them to change their ways, adjust their volume. And it can't be, oh, the production of a show is different from Hulu's because, like, I don't have that problem on Netflix. I don't know. Just saying. I do see it happen on regular cable TV, though. I think it's just a commercial thing. They must pay extra, you know, for $500,000 more. Would you like it at volume 20 instead of volume 12? I think that must be like an option. Anyways, um, I just wanted to quickly recap and touch on because it's so important to realize everything that happened in season six. I don't know how we didn't have 64 episodes that season. So let me just run down the list. Obviously not going to recap it. Holly and I already did that live during season six. So you guys, if you are watching, you can go back and listen to those episodes. We would podcast immediately after the episode and um, that was fun. But anyway, so just real lightly recapping starts off. We've got faith and the cheating stories. We've got the audio tapes. We've got James on the hoverboard screwing away when they all fight about playing the audio tapes. Um, after he brought Jack's like a housewarming present of like a toilet paper pyramid, we've got Ariana, um, excited that all the boys left and they have the artichoke dip. Um, that's really the star, the, the, the shiner, um, shining star in this episode is the artichoke dip. Okay. We have, it's not about the pasta. That's season six. Okay. Also season six, we've got Rob, Rob, Rob. We've got Rob's big bear cabin where Holly and I and Chad and Michaela and then the kids, we all went and stayed there. I reenacted Jack's drowning episode in the freezing lake. Um, we made the mac and cheese, just uh, oh, the tacos. We made the tacos just like Sheena did and had Rob taste. We touched the seven-minute TV ourselves with our very own hands. Anyways, that was a super fun weekend doing that. Um, but with that came Jack's help, help. You can help me now. And a lifeguard, like, are you serious? Yeah, help. Oh, classic. It really doesn't get much better than that. Um, same at Rob's cabin. We have James and Lala showering together right in front of Raquel. Um, Raquel confronting Lala about their weird relationship, which kudos to Raquel. Like, I guess she's been standing up to Lala a lot more than we thought she was. So good job. Um, Lala going topless on the beach, which you guys, as we told you, if you listen to our podcast about being at Rob's cabin, you saw our pictures, we explained to you, it is not a beach. There's no lifeguard. They had to hire that for production. The beach is just like the little dock and it's like a dirt gravelly kind of thing. There's no beach and it's private and there's houses right next door that's, that share it and see right down into it. So it was really pushing it for her to be like, yeah, like she's in Ibiza or something or downtown LA, the standards rooftop party on Sundays, which anyways, um, that was part of it. We have Nicolaine's debut, um, the Toms in Vegas showing up late and drunk to a business meeting with Lisa and Nicolaine. We have, well, this is a Mm, this competes with the artichoke dip. We have a short-haired, clean-shaven Peter. Um, it, it, he looks like he's 12 years old. It's a totally different look for Peter. I'm going to advise that he stick with the pirate look because as dated as we may have thought that was, 
it looks a lot better on him. And I also like his hair tousled, like a little Sheena, Bob, Khloe Kardashian style. I don't like it when he straightens it. It just looks weird. So Peter, go with your OG look, okay? Can't go wrong with that. So also when they're in Vegas, Brittany pees on a stick because she thinks she's pregnant. This is after she's forgiven Jax. Um, after she's rehooked up with her ex-boyfriend, Aaron, to get back at Jax. Um, and we, if you guys recall, we had Aaron on our podcast right at that time. Uh, he was very kind and complimentary about her. Well, as we learn later, as he should have, because that was right around the time when we had him on our podcast. I think they had just slept together again for Britney's payback to Jack. So it all makes sense. I think he would have been kind anyways, because he's a very kind, calm, positive, inspiring person. Um, but nonetheless, it was interesting timing. Uh, she was not pregnant. I think that was the beginning of us learning she has an ulcer because she was sick so much. So also in season six, we have Jackson James bonding and they go out together and drink absinthe. And this is when James debuts his American accent, which it was such a hit and we loved it so much. We then go to Mexico. Oh, because this is when Brittany, right after Jack cheats on her and lies to her and does an audio tape, basically humiliating her and saying bad things. She decides to reward him by not only throwing him a Hooters birthday party, but buys him a drum set and a trip to Mexico with all their friends. So I guess the moral of the story is go ahead and cheat and you'll come out a winner. Um, so we get to Mexico. Sheena and Lala share a room. This is when we discover Lala's baby bottle. This is when we discover that Sheena hates flowers because Rand, Rand, otherwise known as my manly, so my manly sent Lala flowers, and Sheena was like, I don't like flowers. Flowers just die. It's just really basic. Like, And Lala's like, you don't like gifts? She's like, mm, no, I just I buy what I need myself. Like, It was a cringy scene. I appreciate it, though. I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I like to buy myself flowers. It's not like you don't like getting flowers, but, you know. And if you want something, buy it for yourself. But it's also nice getting gifts. I'm a, like a Sheena. I, I like giving gifts better than receiving. But, you know, then we just sound like we're trying to sound like we're murders or something. So I'm just not going to go there. Um, The baby bottle thing was a little weird. Oh, back to my manly. This just always reminds me, and I just think it's not fair to Amonzo Wilder for Lala to be using his name, his pet name, from Laura Ingalls, Manly. You cannot apply Almanzo's pet name to Randall. They're two totally different men, morally, personality-wise, physically. I just, I don't appreciate there's only one manly, and his name is Almanzo. Okay, thank you. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's a little thing called Little House on the Prairie. And if Holly was here, I believe that is one show that's old that she does know because I believe she was allowed to watch that show. So I think she'd know what I was talking about. So maybe she should have joined this week. Oh, I digress. Um, we also find out that Jax does not remember what Brittany dreams of career-wise. She wants to help um, children with special needs. He has no clue about that. 
of course. Um, Lala is talking about her music career and how she spread her legs to move forward with the, in the music industry. And the producer is like, spread your legs. Oh, did I say that? I, I mean, wings. So Freudian slip. Okay, you guys, as if we haven't had enough, it, there's just more. We have Reiki Kelsey. Jax professes his love to Kelsey, who calls him Jason, but he doesn't let Brittany call him Jason. He he made her chocolate. He brought her chocolate croissants. Oh, he has. He reveals that he has this amazing hockey job in Tampa waiting for him. Um, I think this came off the cuffs of him being jealous of the Toms and Tom Tom and all of that. So he had to like one up them. We have Adam. The beginning of Adam, Sheena trying to set Brittany up with Adam. We have Jax confronting Adam in the most unintimidating way ever. <laughs> He's like, and then Adam, they leave, and Jax is like, all right, you're cool, man. You're cool, man. And Adam, get, he's like, let's go get a drink. And Adam's like, yes, sir. <laughs> Love it. Oh, God. We also in Mexico have Schwartz, Schwasted Schwartz, wanders to the wrong hotel, doesn't come home all night to Katie's room. So what happened? <laughs> Did he find a room? I guess one will never know. Or was he just wandering until whatever hour? Oh, also that trip, we have Pillowgate, where Jax thinks the pillow formation outside his private pool is a little weird. Therefore, he decides to create the rumor that ja- James and Kristen hooked up, which they did not. Um, well, that we know of, but I don't think so. We have... The international debut of DJ James Kennedy as they go up to the DJ in the club in Mexico and ask if he can, like, spin a little bit. Um, While he's doing that, Christian is doing the splits on that sticky bar floor. And all I'm thinking is what's going on in the world today. Like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm almost done. I promise. We have Stassi as an event planner. She plans Lala's music party. She plans the Poker and Pout relaunch again. We at some party with Tom Tom. We have a Tom Tom sneak peek. As you guys know, we had our own sneak peek before this aired. Um, both Holly and I went there. Holly went there a few times without me and actually was inside. Uh, well, in quotes, allegedly. She may or may have not have posted pictures in the private Facebook group, which you all should join to see little sneak peeks like this. Um, we have Jax freaking out at Sir, saying they flipped the script. Uh, our first sign that, hmm, okay, script, huh? He gets so mad, he flips off Lisa and James and Sandoval, and he storms out and he punches the payphone outside of Sir. We have Ariana talking about how she hates her vagina, but then she goes in and spreads her legs and has laser hair removal in front of all of her friends. So that was a little bizarre, a little inconsistent for me, but you do you. We have Stassi bringing Patrick and meeting Lisa. I mean, does it get any better? And on top of all that, we had Billy Lee and Jeremy go out on a date. We had Jack's talk about candy cane relationships. We had 
one of the best parts, and we, this is when we met them as well. We had the triplets visit L.A. Oh, that was a magical time. And they requested time of your life for DJ James Kennedy at Sir. One of them, I forget, I wish Holly was here, if it was Brandon, or one of them went up to DJ James Kennedy, and it's like, hey, do you take requests? And James like, for you, I do. What would you like? And his choice was, now I have the time of my life. You know, Dirty Dancing. Kind of a random choice, because I don't think the triplets were even really alive when Dirty Dancing came out, but, you know, respect. And I'm just going to end it on this note. One of my favorite parts of season six was when Carter confronts Kristen at Sir about whether or not it's true, the rumors of her and James hooking up in Mexico. And Sandoval says, tells him a little bit. Jack tells him a little, like he's hearing different stories, conflicting stories. And Kristen's like, no, like I, I didn't. Ooh. And he's like, like in a little sing song, the stories, they be a changing. Like he breaks out in a song, like a musical. Like I was just, they were just about to fight. And then I just was waiting for him to like whip around and like scoop up an arm and maybe do like a little, um, what are those things called? Do them in aerobics. Oh, damn it. You know, your foot goes like, oh, this is going to kill me. Where's Ronnie when you need her? You know, you put your foot back. Not relevé. Fuck it. I can't. I'm so. Whatever. I was just picturing a little West Side Story to break out, and then the song would be the stories. They be a changing. Anyways, that was a huge day. Season six. I highly recommend it. And I'm going to challenge any reality show to come up with a better season that can rival the content that was put out in season six. Okay. Um, with that, let's see. Jax had a little Twitter feud with Kyle from Summer House. Now, I'm not a huge Kyle fan. Never have been. I don't hate him. I obviously don't hate anyone, but yeah, he's okay. He grows on me, but, um, you know, I've just never been a huge fan. But his drink, Lover Boy, has become hugely successful, apparently, I have not tried it. I know some of you have. I think Keely, you said you liked it. Um, anyways, Kyle had tweeted. Uh, wait, okay, let me get this right. I have an MBA, not a modeling career, and Loverboy is a fast. Okay. <laughs> so Kyle had tweeted something about, you know, how they can't keep it in stock. It's the fastest growing canned beverage drink, I guess, in the country right now. And Jax tweeted back to him, replied back to Kyle's tweet, saying, keep in mind you have a platform. You owe your success to the show. People are not buying drinks from Kyle, the guy with the MBA. Okay, it's interesting to now let's remember that tweet. But first, props go to Kyle because Kyle replies, I have an MBA, not a modeling career. And Loverboy is the fastest growing alcohol brand in the country. Uh, Bird Dog sold 300K shorts last year. But yes, I failed plenty of times and the house and the houses I used to rent with friends. Oh, okay, that was his original tweet. So basically he was just saying it was successful. Jax 
told them it's only successful because Kyle is on a show, a Bravo show called Summer House, which, come on, it's Summer House does not get the ratings like a lot of the Bravo shows do, you know? Um, I don't think it's big enough or he's big enough to make, put out a product. I mean, let's look at all of the Bravo Bravo products. Are any of them that successful where they're the like number one selling item in their category in the country? I mean, what do we have? Sonia's toaster oven. We have, I've never even seen uh, Ramona's Pinot Grigio. We never saw Heather Dubrow's. We never saw, it's very difficult to find the Lisa Vanderpump stuff or it used to be. Um, what else? Everybody has a product, but you know, so I agree that the show definitely helped him, but they're obviously doing something else to make it that successful. But what's interesting for Jax to just rip on him and say it's only successful because he has a platform in the form of a Bravo show. Let's review when Jax had a platform was the star of a huge Bravo show, a show that is far bigger than summer house called Vanderpump rules. Let's see. Were Jax's businesses successful when he had a huge platform? Well, let's start with the gym app. Nope. Never heard of it. Never came out. Let's start with the, let's go on to the chunky sweater line. Never saw it. Never came out. What happened to Mayama's beer cheese? Never saw it. Never came out. Um, apparently he's producing what his fourth movie and guest starring his third. Haven't seen any of those. Maybe they're still to come. We'll see. Oh, what happened to just add X? Mm, Haven't seen it. I know you got basically canned from it because of your behavior and Lance Bass, like X literally X'd you out of a drink named after yourself, Jax. Um, but even with that, I still haven't seen it. Um, you said you were opening a bar with Lance Bass at one point. Never saw that. Saw Lance open Rocco's. And I know you would attend, go to Rocco's. Um, oh, let's not forget about Jack's claiming he was the largest cannabis distributor to hospitals. Him and his one business partner. They distribute the largest amount of cannabis to hospitals. Well, at least from what people told me, I'm not an expert in this in cannabis or hospitals and the way either work, but you don't, you don't distribute it to hospitals. You distribute it to, um, places where you can buy it. I don't know. Anyways, highly doubt that. Oh, let's talk about his hugely successful business of renting out sound equipment to TV shows. And also how he invested in all that low-income housing. So perhaps, perhaps this is just some stuff we can't see, you know, online. or But, you know, I have yet to see any product from Jax that is that even exists, let alone is successful. And you've been on a hit show for eight seasons. Not nine anymore. But you had eight years to use that platform, and Kyle has had half the amount of that time. And I believe he didn't even start Lover Boy till season two, where they just started working on the concept. I don't think it was even a thing in season one. Season one, they just said he was like an entrepreneur. 
Anyways, take that, Jack. Jack, I would tweet that to you, but, you know, I'm one of the many fortunate, lucky 10 million people that are blocked by Jacks. So it's an exclusive elite club. If you're not in it, there's something wrong with you because you absolutely should be blocked by him because otherwise it's a little scary. All right, I want to shout out a few birthdays and because we missed a few um, in that we haven't... Um, done birthdays. We didn't do them the last time, so our overlap got screwed up. And then I'll touch on Beverly Hills and Salt Lake, and then I'll let you guys go, and we'll be back on Sunday. So anyways, just real quickly, September 9th, we had Marilena Marilyn Garofalo. On September 11th, we had Kleiner Greg, Lisa Tomlinson Slater, and my sister Kaya um, special shout out to you guys. Cause I know it's a sucky day to have your birthday on. Um, but also people never forget it. Um, September 13th, we have Jennifer Lewis Leventhal or Louis, Louis, Lewis. I don't know. Probably Lewis. Uh, September 16th, Tracy Taylor, September 18th, we have Susanna Kaiser Cravey, and we also have Lane Elsie eloping in Vegas, and she also has a birthday on September 26th, but have a great uh, wedding and time in Vegas. That's just in a few days, I guess Saturday. I will be, oh, oh, let me tell you about this exciting news. Let me finish the birthdays. September 24th, Kelly Bell and Rachel Fersh-Padrat. September 25th, Ashley Zabish. September 28th, Lisa Christoffery, which is also premiere day. So um, I hate that your birthday will be dulled by all the excitement over Vanderpump premiere day, but you know, it's also a special day. Like, you know, it was announced on Holly's birthday and now it's going to premiere on your birthday. So you guys are in a special little club. Um, also on the 28th is, wait, how did I already, why do I have, oh, okay. I'm like, why do I have Jennifer twice? Jennifer Lewis Leventhal slash Jennifer Louis Leventhal. Her daughter's golden birthday is on September 28th and it's her golden birthday. So she turns 28 on the 28th. Okay. So double shouts out for her. You guys, guess what I'm doing on September 17th, a.k.a. tomorrow. Dreams do come true. I'm just saying. So I am going to see Tiffany and Sheena Easton. Okay. Not only, I I don't even need to go on, right? Y'all get it? But both hold special meaning to me. So Sheena Easton, when I was little, I don't know why. (laughs) That's a little strange, obviously. I had decided that when I died, I was going to leave my estate. I was going to split it in half. 50% to Sheena Easton and the other 50% to Juice Newton. I don't know why and where I came up with this, but it was a plan. And it was a plan for several years. So I feel like this is just like karma, like I need to go. Um, But the fact that Tiffany is playing with Sheena is just like the real deciding factor because this is just my dream, my idol. I actually think she writes really good songs and I think she has a really good voice. Um, I sang her song could have been at my high school prom, which is really scary to 
think about. And I'm really glad there weren't camera phones back then. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then also two other times, there was this place we would go in high school. It's like this huge ballroom, but, and you could be there. I think it was like if you were 17 and over, but like it was mostly adults, but we had to have like a wristband, like we can't get drinks, but they would have really big bands play there. And, you know, there'd be, I don't know, six, five or 600 people there. And the most famous band, like the whole state that would tour around, it's called, okay, this is a little weird, Johnny Holmes Band. No, not the porn star. But those of you from Minnesota, you might remember that band. I think they might still tour. Anyways, I got up on stage. A lot of times they would pull girls up on stage, you know, like dance and whatever. When I think about it, quite pervy now since I was 17. But I got up there. And a lot of times they would also dip the mic down for you to like sing a verse. And so that had happened a couple times to me up in the, like the mosh pit area. But then I got pulled up and was singing something with them. And then somehow it came about, like I got to sing a song. So we were asking what I wanted. And the first one I was like, well, I'm like, well, I know, you know, how I, I assume they did not know how to play Tiffany. Cause come on, it's a cover band and they're old, but I asked about 17 because it's the Beatles, right? And Tiffany covered, she was just 17. So I covered that at 17, the song 17, at 17, on stage with Johnny Holmes Band. And then I did another one, another time, I think we're alone now, um, which is also a cover of um, Tommy James, right? Anyways, very exciting, very thrilling, the fact that I get to see both of them. And I had plans... Friday and somehow I was able to finagle my way into getting the person I had plans with to go so props to me for my sales techniques manipulation school skills or just charm I don't know what it was but I will report I will be storing the shit out of that tomorrow you guys are going to see a whole lot of concert footage okay all right so you guys, Beverly Hills has been fire this season, as you guys know. I mean, it's just, where do we where do even start? I mean, Kathy just brings it again. She has that facialist over. Okay, you guys, I've tried that brand. Um, I forget what it's called, but I immediately recognized it. It's I, I got the, there's like the gold gel type fabric things, iPads. I bought those once and they were super expensive. I mean, I want to say that I think they were like 50 bucks for one pair and I didn't realize it was, it, was, it was one pair because it comes in this big box. So when I got home, I'm like, what the fuck? This is 50 bucks for a one pair. It might have been three, but it definitely wasn't more than three. Um, and I know this because I have a frame of reference because I like like certain ones that I like to get. Like I like the Shiseido ones. Those are probably my favorite. And they're also not cheap. But you get more than three in the box. So... Um, not worth it. I really didn't notice any different than any other under iPads that I've used. Like I said, I've used Shiseido. I've used, what's that guy's name? Thomas Peter Roth. They have them at Sephora and stuff. He's got like three different kinds. And they're like the gel type ones, like this one shown on Beverly Hills. I don't know. Not that great. I think you can just use some basic shit. I wouldn't just use like any one at CVS because I did that once and it... It like created some kind of weird reaction. So I do like to stick with the higher end stuff when you're dealing with right around your eyes. 
Um, but, you know, higher end meaning Sephora or Ulta or just your department store makeup counter. So anyways, that was fun. I liked when she was like, yeah, then they, they like read my chakras and talk about my third eye. And she's like, I don't know. I just basically tune out when they're doing that. And I'm like, thank you. Because, I don't know, that shit gets a little weird for me too. And I just want to relax. I don't want to learn about what's going on with things, you know. Just there to relax. So um, she's hysterical how she, like, lays down on the ground and just howls with her dog and they, like, communicate and everything. Um, Then Dorit has her invitations hand-delivered by a friend of PK's named Rhino. And Garcelle seemed to linger a little bit. She's like, oh, my heart just skipped a beat. She seemed, I was thinking she was hoping Rhino was going to be at this party. But unfortunately, he was not. It would have been a nice little date for her. Um, But she is, don't worry, she is getting set up with like a super smoking hot man through this matchmaker. We saw a little picture of him. So I hope they show him on the show. Um, I'll have to freeze frame that. Um, I don't know. Stuff to rate planning. Ah, don't need to cover it. I do get that. I mean, I'd feel, I'd be filled with a little anxiety and like anticipation, not knowing if it was going to be inside or outside. Cause when you plan something, you want to be excited about it and not knowing because the rain, it's like to have two different options prepared would be expensive. And also just like, I don't know, you just want to set it up and take a breath and relax and not just do everything last minute. But she clearly did it well. Okay. So my question is, why did Erica even go to the party? So she didn't mention anything, obviously, to anybody. And not that she should, but... And I don't even think because of Tom she should skip the party because clearly... They're not together. According to her, they're not talking. Um, But what was more concerning is she said her son, who she sent to check on Tom, rolled his car five times. Okay, first of all, my question is, why is she sending her son to check on Tom? Tom has his own grown-ass children. His own son-in-law worked for him at the firm for many years. He has a brother who's in charge of the conservatorship. Like, why did Erica's son need to go check on him? Um, but more concerning is she said then he drove away and rolled his car five times. Oh, but, oh, but he was fine. I'm like, how are, you, how are you fine when you roll your car? Like, you're going to have a few scratches, bumps, and bruises. You're probably going to go to the hospital. So don't you want to, like, go be with your son? I mean, I know he's a grown-ass man. He's a cop and everything. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be going to a party kind of weird I kind of want to see that accident report or police report because I'm not sure I believe it it just seems weird and then she just doesn't say anything about it and then says about Tom and the break-in like someone broke into Tom's house and uh he he confronted the intruders and then he went he was rushed to the hospital for surgery so doesn't that imply like he got into it with the intruders but then later she's like, uh, yeah, he, had, he well, he has glaucoma, so he had surgery. So he had emergency surgery at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night after confronting intruders. Okay, well, I don't know anything about glaucoma, so I guess she was saying if you get upset, it could do something catastrophic where you would need emergency surgery. Just nothing really adds up. I don't know. I want the police or report 
or accident report for Tom driving off the cliff, if they buried it because of, you know, he's a lawyer and his connections, there's got to be at least a tow truck receipt. Has anyone thought to, uh, like, Ronald Richards or Zach Peter, you're good at uh, running down the Eric and stuff. Has anyone thought to go around and interview tow truck drivers in the Pasadena area, AAA drivers that may have towed his car away from the scene of which it was, whatever, driven off a cliff of? I don't know. Somebody had to have taken a picture. I think that is worth checking out. <sighs> it's just exhausting keeping up with, I don't know if they're lies or embellishments or exaggerations. I, I Clearly she's having trouble keeping up with her own lies because next week it says, you know, Kyle or Dorit is like, yeah. And then, and then Tom was unconscious for 12 hours and Erica's like, well, allegedly, uh, how is it allegedly? You said you found him. So confused. Someone needs like a spreadsheet diagrams and charts and graphs and pivot tables to, to go through all this because it's just not adding up. Um, so I'm with Sutton on this. It's just, and finally Dorit and Kyle like are starting to question, which they provided one of the most hilarious scenes, not really because of them, but because of PK, PK and Mauricio, which I'm sure Mauricio was like high as a kite, which made the scene even better because they were both hysterically laughing at how ridiculous all of these stories are, how the odds are so unbelievable that all of these things would happen in this period of time. Or as PK said, even the rolling of the cars. And it, yeah, if you're not in it from an outside perspective, it, it, it does seem ridiculous or as Kyle says, unbelievable. I don't know. Oh, so then when um, Erica's talking about telling Kyle about this and how her son, uh, his car rolled uh, five times. Well, it was it was snowing when he left. Kyle's like it was snowing in Pasadena, which you guys not in California. That is not a thing. I don't know if it's ever snowed in Pasadena. If it has, it's like some freak thing, like once in a century. Pasadena is part of LA. It's like right there. Um, She's like, well. He lives further out. Okay, where? Because, like, the closest place in Southern California that snows is Big Bear. And that's, like, two and a half hours away. So why wouldn't you say, he lives in Big Bear? Or he lives in Arrowhead? Like, you don't say further out. Like, further out where? Glendale? It doesn't really snow in Glendale either. I mean, I guess we should all go look at the weather reports. I think it said January 22nd. Um, I, I, I do recall... Uh, I do recall, I sound like a, um, I do recall there being like a light bit of snow in like the northeastern sections of LA. So yes, that could be true. Um, I don't know, enough to roll a car five times. I mean, you're asking the wrong person because I've driven through it all growing up in the Midwest. Um, I mean, maybe it just got slick and he spun out and it, you know, went over a, a cliff another cliff, and then he rolled five times and then walked out without a scratch. But I don't know. Let's look into you guys. Where does Erica Jane's son live? What part of LA? What was the weather on January 22nd slash 23rd, 2021 in the Pasadena, Northeastern LA area? Okay, let's do some homework. All right. So 
Um, I loved, like I said, PK and Maurizio, but I loved last week when PK like called all this shit out on Erica. Like he was so spot on. He's like, at the very least, she shouldn't be posting what she does. Like her zero fucks post or one was about like, "Mm, all these like buffoons can eat my pussy. It's like just gross. It's just like a giant F you to the victims. Like zero fucks. Like really? I think, you know, we'll get into this with Jen Shaw too. It's like she flaunted it. Like she shows up to Dorit's with the full, she's still got the full glam squad. Yet she's boohooing about her tiny, tiny little bungalow and her shitty Range Rover. Um, when you flaunt it, you're just asking for trouble. Like it happened to Teresa Judice. It happened to Erica Jane. It's happening to Jen Shaw. Maybe if you had thought, oh, this isn't really getting me very far, taken a breath and said, maybe I should try something else. Maybe I should try some humility, some empathy. Um, even if I don't mean it, mean it, maybe it'll look good if I say, I wish I knew what happened. All I know is my heart goes out to the victims. Something simple, you know? You can't be, there's nothing wrong with a blanket statement like that. But instead, she's just saying, fuck you. I don't know. Don't love it. So, oh, I love it um, when Dorit and PK were at Kyle and Maurizio's this just little side thing, how PK needed tartar sauce or mayonnaise for his fish. And Kyle's freaked out. Kyle clearly, like, it's, she needs to expand her horizons a little bit. I remember she was freaked out with the vodka champagne thing, which is on, like, a lot of high-end cocktail menus these days. Anyways, um, I love Dorit's like, oh, don't worry. I'll just go make some... Uh, I'm going to tempt to eat. Um, I'll just whip up some tartar sauce real quickly. Kyle's like, what? How do you just whip up tartar sauce? Which I was impressed myself as well. I was like, huh, that's pretty badass. Anyways, so Dorit makes tartar sauce on the fly. Not even at her own house. Like it. So then they all go to Dorit's party and everyone's like, you know, in glam, like half of the ladies are struggling to climb up her steps. Like, like it's Mount Everest. They're like, Oh my God. They're like inching. Like it's so there's like four steps. And all I kept thinking was what if it was Dorit's last house? Remember it had like that curvy, like a hundred stair steps in the staircase outside that everyone had to always climb up. It looked like a nightmare. These were like four steps, but Oh, no. I guess they did it. Um, some of them did it fine, but others were struggling, which was a little weird. Erica, like, comes in. Like, why does she do this? She, It just screams like Herman Munster to me. She, like, storms in and, like, has her arms to the side. Like, her arms don't move. They're stiff. They're straight. And she just, like, walks forward like, I don't know, like a bad military, like, not a bad military person I mean like a person in one of the bad militaries I'm not going to use terms here because like hmm. you know what I'm saying though like there's certain walks that we've seen in history I don't know why she does it she's done it a lot I remember her doing it in Berlin when she was in that red latex she just walks like Herman Munster like straight stiff doesn't move her arms at all it's just weird <sighs> Um, her hair looked like some kind of like horsehair decoration. It was kind of freaking me out actually with the lack of connection. So then you knew it was just like hair 
that wasn't hers hanging down. I don't know. I don't know why these ladies are into those nine foot long fake ponytails that go down to their ankles. It just looks creepy and I'm not into it. So you guys, I want to put up a poll in the Facebook group, see which was your favorite wedding dress. Um, weigh in. If you aren't in the group, join it. Um, but if you just want to email us, you can email VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. You can leave it on our voicemail and we'll play it on the air if you like. 805-VANDER8 is the phone number. You can DM us on Instagram, VanderpumpRulesParty. Or if you want to DM Sarah personally, I am Sarah C. OC. Oh my gosh, is that right? I haven't even said that in so long. I better check. Hold on. I'm going to read this to you. Very bad at promoting myself, clearly. Yeah, Sarah C-O-C. S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C. <sighs> Damn. I need to get better at that. So anyways, we have the woman, which is what Dorit was wearing. We have the moment, which I believe yes was the one with the long in the back and short like party in the back business in the front short in the front long in the back we have the actress which was um kind of like whimsical on the bottom it was kind of like flowy see-through-y we have the angel that was very lacy and like fine thin tool I thought that was pretty. We had the princess, which was over the top, which was, I'm sure what Brittany would choose. She would choose the princess dress. Um, We had the pearl, which was quite impressive. I'm just imagining if they like hand sewed on, what was it, like 35,000 pearls or something on there. Something crazy. Um, It's it's a lot of work. The dress was also $35,000. So, yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, so those are the ones, the actress, the moment, the angel, the princess, the pearl, the woman. So let us know what you liked best. And you guys, let's do a poll in the group. If I forget, can one of you guys put it up? <laughs> um, we should do pictures too. I'll try to do it. I just have to get ready for my Tiffany concert, you guys. So if I run out of time, that's why. Um... I love that when they were talking about how expensive the dresses were, Kyle's like, oh, my God, my wedding dress was $1,200. And she's like, and I think my whole wedding was about the same cost. Um, props to that. And I don't think they've even done a, a wedding renewal or vow. So um, I kind of like their style. Um, or as Rena would say, vowel renewal. Not vow renewal. Vowel, according to Lisa Rena. Um, and what the hell is her purpose this season? She's just, all she does is hide and like, I don't know. She has no role or purpose. And I understand sometimes you can't always be taking the hot seat role, but you got to bring it. And if you're not going to bring it, you deserve to be on the end of the couch during the reunion, not Sutton, who was the whole reason of this season besides Erica Jane. Okay. You need Sutton up there. You need Garcelle up there. Dorit, Kyle, and... Um, look, I've already forgotten. Rena, they can be at the back because they did the least. Okay. Kathy, she was not even a full housewife. She's a friend of, she did more than those three. So I think we should protest. 
Speaking of Kathy, I thought it was hysterical when she didn't know who Bernie Sanders was and just kept telling Kyle, why does this old man keep popping up in all these like memes? And she thought it was Colonel Sanders, which is funny. I never thought about they both have the name Sanders. So that was a funny little scene. I don't know. The party looked cool. The menu looked good. Um, Eric is like, oh, zucchini, fennel, dill, edible flower. Cool. Like, why did that stay on the cutting floor? Why why was that aired? Can we air some other things? Like when uh, Garcelle did not hear that she wasn't supposed to talk about Tom calling. How about air that footage of Garcelle not there? I don't know. We need some brie flair in there. Okay, that's it for Beverly Hills. Let me just finish up with Salt Lake. You guys, as you heard me last year, I was not a fan. I mean, I watched the whole thing. I just, by the end of it, I didn't like any of them. None of them. The closest I got was Whitney, but I think she's trying a little bit too hard to be like this wild, crazy one. Heather, of course you like Heather, but she got a bit much, like a little too, like, pity party or self-deprecating but like it's funny to be self-deprecating but then at some point it crosses the line it's just sad or embarrassing and so that got to be a bit much for me mary is you know a crack up kind of like a kathy hilton type thing but also disturbing and you're i'm just waiting for like some dark secrets to come out there i did hear she has a side piece that's revealed this season you know, as her, she said, her husband stayed in Florida because he was afraid to come home. Um, you know, I mean, why not? You have a mansion in Florida. Granted, it was, I think, hit harder than Utah probably was. And he could have driven home. But maybe he wanted six months in Florida. Maybe he didn't want to be around Mary. Maybe Mary had her side piece. Who knows? Everyone has their reasons. Um, but anyways, I by the end of it last year, I really did not like Lisa Barlow and Meredith. I just didn't like their pretentious personalities. Um, Jen, do we really even need to, I mean, obviously way over the top, annoying, dramatic, uh, just cringy all around. So I wasn't real excited, but I did really enjoy the first episode and the trailer and the previews looked really good. I think I'm going to enjoy this season. I've already turned a corner. Um, I already like Lisa and Meredith a whole lot better. Uh, Lisa's still annoying. Like when she goes into Jen Shaw's new house. I mean, literally. It's like, oh my God, I love it. Love it. Oh, I love this. I love that. I love it. Oh, it's like, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) It's like Valley Girl with like, like. Anyways. um, But I do see potential so it kind of starts with the teaser in the van about Jen and did she know now I had heard that she did know and had the heads up her husband had gotten a hold of her and said that they were at the house but she wanted to film and she wanted to get it on film but she also wanted like an escape route so she had her aunt could drive out to where they were filming so that she could like get away and I think did they pull them over and arrest her in her aunt's car I don't know. It just seemed like she did orchestrate this a bit to have it on TV because she thought it would like really blow her up. Unfortunately for her, it's the same timing as Erica Jane and that's just a bigger story. Um, And it doesn't, 
it's not glamorous. I don't know why you would want to highlight this, um, thinking it's going to propel you into stardom or fame or money or influencers, because I think it's going to do quite the opposite, you know? I don't know. (laughs) Desperate for fame, I, I guess. I don't know. So, okay. Where are we? I did appreciate when Lisa went over to Jen's house, which, by the way, I think the views at Jen's house were amazing, as were the views at Meredith's new house. But I guess it is Utah, so every view is going to be beautiful. Um, But I did appreciate Lisa just had normal makeup on, and that's what I appreciate about these ladies. Pretty much all of them. None of them have glam squads. They do their own makeup. They do normal makeup. They're not even trying to do heavy makeup in lieu of a glam squad. They do normal makeup like they're going to the office every day. And I really appreciate that because it's fresh. It keeps it real. It keeps it interesting. You're not sitting in a chair for three hours. All these shows we've seen where everyone's waiting on people because they're getting three hours of glam. It's just, I don't know. It's too much. So I appreciate the low-keyness a lot. Um, But again, with Jen showing her closet, have we learned from Erica Jane doing this and from... Teresa, when Teresa's like, everything in the house is new, and ew, I would never live in a used house, blah, blah, blah. That All that did was attract negative attention, and she's showing all her designer shoes and bags, and I don't know, I think I counted, like, how many pairs of tall black boots does one person need? I think I counted, like, 30 just in black, but I'm pretty sure there was more, and there was definitely more in other colors, but she was just bragging and they're panning and showing all these red bottoms and expensive handbags and glass cases. And she's like, yeah, the movers said they've never seen anyone with so many clothes and shoes and handbags. And I'm like, that's like, don't be flaunting that because girl, you got some issues going on and this is not going to help. Um, oh, speaking of Heather was on watch what happens live and it's her first time. So I think she kind of flubbed up a little bit. Also, I didn't understand her outfit. It was very odd to me. Um, and her, she did this like magenta top with like with these purple shoes, but the purple shoes were like lavender and like these orange pants. Like it's one thing to be like all like, yes, don't be matchy matchy and be whimsical and like um, Cynthia Rowley or Betsy Johnson or whomever. But this just was like, Okay, it just didn't work. I don't know. Wasn't a fan. Anyway, she said, well, I knew Jen's business was shady and something I would never do or be a part of, but I just didn't know it was illegal. So that kind of says a lot. Like, if you know your friend's business is super shady. I mean, I guess your friend's your friend, but, I mean, I guess how much did she know? Did she know that elderly people were losing their savings? If you did? question questions I have for all of them so I did like when Heather was talking about um so she's at Meredith's house and we can see the beautiful views there but she was talking about her girl going to college possibly in California and how she was raised that like you basically had no choice you just had to go to BYU and meet your husband and she's like I want my children to go out and live it up party it up she's like I was mislabeled a good time girl and I didn't even get to reap the rewards of that name. She's like, I want my daughter to go, you know, live that life and be the good time girl and earn it. I was like, yeah, 
down for that. Cool mom. <laughs> so um, I thought that was fun and refreshing. I also enjoyed Whitney's hot tub party when she kept dropping the cake and kept like scooping it back up. And then I was like, but I was filled with all this anxiety because I'm like, just don't. She's like, oh, what about the plates? And she's already scooped the cake up. Like the first try, okay, that was acceptable to still bring it out maybe. Um, but then she's like trying to get the plates. I'm like, no, girl, just go drop it. Make a second trip with the plates. Okay. Nope. She tries to reach down. She flips the cake again and again. So now it's just like a garbled mess. I mean, it was funny. (sighs) All in a bikini with a mic pack on the skills these girls have. So, um, then we talk, we go and Mary talks about how she has a podcast, which was a little awkward because like her co-hosts were laughing the whole time. It seemed like they were almost laughing at her. Like, this is so ridiculous. I don't know. It's a weird vibe. And then I saw on the wall, they had a big painting of her grandma, Dr. Mary Cosby with Jesus. Like they were hanging out. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I like the new girl, Jenny. I like her story. I like her husband's story. I like both of them and their personalities. Um, I thought it was so cute when her daughter was talking about how she gets all A's and Lisa was like, that's awesome. No B's, all A's. She's like, yeah. She's like, that's why they call us Asians, not Bijans. And the girl looked like she was like seven. She was so cute. Um, and they had quite a story too about like escaping and like the boats that, that would hide people on and then being sponsored over here. Um, by a family, like pretty interesting story and like how they just, you know, kind of built their own life together. So I like that. The only thing I didn't like is how she said her husband had a hot body, but not a nice face, like basically called him a butter face. I'm like, not actually, I think he's pretty attractive. I think he has a nice face. Um, I think he actually may be even more attractive older than when they showed him younger. But anyways, like, don't do that. Other than that, I like them. So we'll see how that goes. And it seems like her and Lisa have been legit friends for 10 years or so because their sons are best friends and have been for several years. So I like that. I ship that. Haven't heard anything on uh, Lisa's boys' skincare line, if that's still a thing. Don't know. With the nine-year-old running running the skincare line, not sure how that's going to roll. Um or if Whitney, Whitney Rose ran him out of business, perhaps. Um, okay. So Jen said, um, so Heather said Jen had tweeted some things about her calling her racist. Um, Meredith also said Jen had tweeted some homophobic things about her son Brooks and outing him when he hasn't even said one way or the other about his sexuality. So some pretty gross behavior on Jen's part and she's not, doesn't seem like she's apologizing for any of it or taking any of it back. So I don't know, some pretty outlandish things clearly, um, Heather does not seem like a racist at all. I guess I would say even of all of them. Well, I, I wouldn't really say that. of Probably Mary is more of a racist than Heather or any of the other women are. Remember how she was scared to go to the 7-Eleven if she saw black people and she's black? It's, that was so weird. Anyways, um, 
I mean, I guess you can say that because if I go to some alum and I see some white tweaker, I'm a little freaked out and don't really want to go in either. So does that make me racist against my own race? I don't know. Or just discriminatory against certain lifestyles is kind of more where I think she was going with it. Anyways, um, so Meredith hosts Shabbat dinner for Lisa and her family, and they talk about, you know, well, you should be friends with Heather. Well, you should be friends with Jen. And Meredith's basically like, look, it's what Heather did with you over something like from your college years does not compare to what Jen did to my family. Um, so they things get kind of heated, and they're not agreeing. And so we'll see where this goes. I did hear this season that there are quite a few rifts in Lisa and Meredith's friendship happening. So I think that should be interesting. Uh, Meredith even said, she's like, look, like Lisa says she doesn't know any of the tweets Jen did. She hasn't seen them. She goes, I have the screenshots. I offered to show her, but she said she didn't want to see them. So that is kind of shitty. You know, just, you can't just put blinders up and be like, la, 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 la. I don't know, but I did like them both better. I don't know why. Meredith was wearing that shirt, though. Like, you're cooking dinner for someone. First of all, you don't really want to be wearing white sleeves, let alone these giant, bulky, weird, humpty-dumpty sleeves. Like, it looked like she, like, one thing, A, get in the way. B, wouldn't you get stuff on it because it's white? It looked like you could put, like, the tops were open. You could, like, fill it with icing or whipped cream and then, like, squeeze it out the bottom of the wrist like like a cake decorator. Or, like, all I kept thinking because, like, I was putting pool toys away today, and um, I kept thinking, oh, you could put, like, your kids' toys in, in the sleeves. Like, in a pinch, let's say someone knocked on your door. Ooh, just throw it in the sleeve, you know? Or maybe some, like, dirty pots and pans, you know, instead of the oven or the dishwasher. Just throw it in your sleeve. Maybe that's what that was for. I don't know. Looked a little weird. Like, I know, obviously, it was couture and editorial, but I don't know, for having just a casual Shabbat dinner, uh, Lisa showed up in a like little button-up sweater. Granted, she had like vinyl pants on, which is a weird combination. It was like a grandpa sweater with vinyl pants. Oh no, these girls confuse me. Um, but if that's how they want to do it, I guess no harm in that. Um, maybe she wasn't cooking. It did look, did look like her family was doing the cooking. Bro- uh, Brooks made the challah bread, which looked so good and. Now I want some. Okay, you guys, let me know who is watching Beverly Hills, who will be watching Salt Lake. I think we have Jersey coming soon because they did a Jersey marathon the other day. So that means they're kind of gearing us up. So let us know what you're going to be watching, what you want to talk about. Obviously, we're going to be VPR focused, but we want to do some add-ins with all these other things that are super exciting. And also let me know any other shows. Because like I said, I watched that Nine Perfect Strangers. I wasn't that thrilled. Um, You know, it was no, I think it was the same producer as Big Little Lies. And normally, David E. Kelly, I love everything he does. Not so much this one. Like, I love Big Sky. I love Big Little Eyes. Um, I started Impeachment. That's good on FX. About Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. I don't know. Let me know what you guys are watching. And thanks for hanging in there with me solo. Like I said, we'll be back on Sunday with 
Tolly and our very special guests that we're excited to talk about. And we were going to have, it's just logistically. So we're going to have this guest again with someone else who's also very exciting. Both of these guests I'm very excited about. But we're going to start on Sunday so that we can do a live one. And I'm super excited. And I hope you guys will be too. So talk to you soon. Bye.